Boundaries are nothing more than a defined sense of self. They're like an imaginary line that defines your unique thoughts, your feelings, your preferences, your aversions, your desires, your beliefs, your needs, etc. from the rest of the world. These boundaries, when they're healthy, they develop in our childhood when we are in the process of being socialized. Healthy boundaries only really occur in children whose parents allow them to develop that healthier, strong sense of self as opposed to everything else around them, most especially the people that are around them. Defining your boundaries helps you to make the right decisions for your life. It helps you to get into compatible arrangements in your social life. It helps you to choose the right life. If you want to understand more about boundaries, you can watch my video titled Personal Boundaries versus Oneness, How to Develop Healthy Boundaries. In an ideal world, we would hold our boundaries, we would communicate our boundaries, and we would assert our boundaries in a direct and overt way. Based off of having this healthy sense of boundaries, we would make the right decisions for ourselves. <clears throat> we would choose the right life and we would get into compatible social arrangements. However, many of us grew up in households where it was not okay for us to have a truth that was different to someone else's truth, much less a personal truth that conflicted with theirs. When this was the case, there were such massive consequences for our being in touch with our truth and living according to it and overtly asserting our sense of self and therefore asserting our boundaries that we suppressed our personal truth deep within our subconscious. We stopped living according to it and instead of overtly asserting our boundaries, we started to assert them manipulatively and covertly. We slipped into the covert boundary pattern. I don't want you to think that manipulation is this ill-intentioned malicious thing. It isn't. Manipulation is simply what happens when somebody feels like they can't meet a need that they have in a direct and overt way. And so instead, they have to meet it in some indirect and covert way. That's what manipulation is. When a person has to manipulate so as to enforce a personal truth, i.e. a boundary, it is extremely painful for them, as well as for others. It leads to all the pains that come with inauthenticity, and it leads to constant conflict because people will feel that manipulation. Essentially, people are going to feel like they're suddenly in a situation that they didn't agree to. <laughs> so that you can understand the covert boundary pattern, I have three examples for you. The first example is Thea. Thea was raised by a single mother who believed 100% that she had to raise her daughter to be independent and self-sufficient. She wanted her daughter to be the boss. Whenever Thea was sensitive or passive or oriented towards supporting others rather than personal achievement, she would be scoffed at and forced to do things like practice hours of piano and perform in concerts, or get straight A's, or be forced to take after school classes. <laughs> because of having to adapt to her mother's truth, Thea developed a skill of precision, execution of tasks, and self-discipline. Now in her 20s, this made Thea quite the business commodity. Thea took a job working for a company, and at first, she absolutely loved it. 
Why? Because suddenly her supporting what was happening every day and her contribution was super valued. So everything went really great until she got a promotion. Instead of a promotion being a good thing, it was a total disaster. Thea all of a sudden found herself in the position of having to be a leader. Suddenly she was carrying all of that pressure and all of that responsibility. She was having to tell other people what to do. She felt totally by herself and not just by herself, all alone with all of that pressure that was not actually genuine for her personality. Thea's truth and therefore boundary is that she doesn't want to be a boss. In fact, she has a threshold for pressure. She doesn't like to be in the leadership position. Thea's truth and therefore boundary is that she really loves lending her energy as support to somebody else who takes that pressure. She loves contributing and being led and being given tasks to complete. But Thea felt so ashamed of this boundary that she spiraled into self-hate. She was so afraid that asserting it meant that she would be dismissed by the company because she had failed. So, Thea's subconscious mind took over. And instead of asserting this boundary directly, she asserted it in a covert way. On Thea's first project in her new position that she had been promoted to, let's just say she slipped into the exact opposite energy and actions that she needed to display for that position. She acted completely incompetent. She made all kinds of mistakes. Her demeanor and manner of speaking was drastically more meek than usual to the degree that her team felt anxious and looked to her boss for leadership instead, and she became incredibly passive. Totally taken aback by this sudden shift in personality, Thea's boss confronted her about it, but despite this confrontation, Thea's behavior did not change. Thea didn't understand why her behavior didn't change. She was completely taken aback by herself. Why? I don't understand why I'm like this right now. But the reason that she was like that is because on a subconscious level, she was asserting her boundary in a covert way that she didn't want that position. And she was instead manipulatively forcing herself and the other people around her to conform to her actual boundary. I.e., by going into this energy, it forced her boss to take over and essentially put her back in the position that was authentic for her. Our next example is Matthew. Matthew is obsessed with money, with personal achievement, and with success. Matthew was a very aggressive child to begin with. He was saying, at five years old, I'm going to be a millionaire. He also reveled in winning at games or sports or anything where he could take that first place trophy. Uh-oh. Matthew's parents, who both came from wealthy households, both blamed money mentality for the reason they suffered in their childhood. As a result, they disavowed money and told themselves and everybody else that money was the problem on earth. As a result, do you think that they appreciated their son's personality or motivations? Hell no. What they did is they sought to reform Matthew's personality. They sent him to a Waldorf school because the Waldorf school was the one that aligned with their values in life. And Matthew essentially learned that everything that was him was not okay. <laughs> Both at home and at school, Matthew learned that the only acceptable thing to be was supportive of others, and the only acceptable thing to feel was happy with what you already have, and the only acceptable thing to do was to be of service to the world. At home, he was forced into a position of support relative to his parents and his siblings and his community. His personal successes were not celebrated. 
In fact, at the biggest deal soccer match of his life, his team won. And all the other kids had parents that were so excited, cheering in the stands, and he had no one. His parents didn't attend. Not only that, he had to walk himself home from the match completely by himself. And as he did that, he realized, if I continue with these things that motivate me, if I continue with this personal truth, I'm going to end up completely alone without anyone. After all, his parents believed that competition was a direct contradiction to equality, which was a value that they believed so strongly in. Oh, by the way, on top of this, Matthew made all of this mean that he was innately a very bad person and was terrified to admit to it. In his adult life, Matthew covertly lived in alignment with this truth. He chose coaching professional soccer as his profession. He told himself that he could be the best and succeed the most and make the most money by making his team the best. But here's the thing. He lost interest immediately in coaching any player who he believed would not take him to the top. Also, often, Matthew would prioritize his own financial success over everything else. That means when he would be approached with an offer that would increase the financial gain for that soccer team in his own pockets. Regardless of whether that was actually in the best interest of the team or not, he would take that deal because his motivation was financial gain. <sighs> he would tell himself the story that finances are in the best interest of this group. And it's true, but not compared to other potentials that might be more in the best interest of them in any given moment. Matthew's wife was a successful CEO. When he came into the marriage, he came in with that same mentality. The only way that I can have a relationship is to be a support figure. So he came in promising to support her success. But in the relationship, he forgets to make dinner arrangements, so surprise, surprise, she has to. And he has emotional meltdowns, so she has to spend the time emotionally supporting him. He forgets to arrange for things to be fixed around the house, so she has to take responsibility for the household, and he breaks his word relative to attending parent-teacher conferences and other kid-related tasks. Because his real truth is that he wants a woman to support his success and to take responsibility over the home and the children. Guess what? Matthew's truth and therefore boundary never actually changed since he was five years old. What he wants is to go for his individual personal achievement and success. What he wants to be is a financial tycoon. But the thing is, he feels like this truth would make him bad and completely alone. So he denies this truth. He buries it in his subconscious. And he acts subconsciously according to it. But because of this, he is covertly forcing his soccer team to redirect themselves towards his success. His career is not something he is doing because he loves coaching. It is a so that, where he uses it as a means he is not passionate about, so as to get to the ends he is actually passionate about. And he is covertly forcing his wife into a role of a supportive housewife because that is what he really wants from a spouse, for her to support his personal successes and take responsibility, like I said, for the household and kids. He's really afraid that if he admits to this, he's going to lose his marriage. After all, no successful CEO is going to be like, oh, you know, I can also take care of the kids, and I can also take care of the household, and I can also support your career. Matthew is stuck in the covert boundary pattern, and as a result, not only is he unhappy, he's making everyone miserable. His wife is about to divorce him. And on top of that, his team wants this guy fired. 
Why? Because he's constantly manipulating so as to get his own needs met to the expense of everyone around him because he will not admit directly to his truth and start to make decisions according to it. And by doing so, put himself in compatible situations where he isn't harming other people by going for his goals. Elaine was the victim of incest as a child, not only by her father, but also her uncles. She wants to feel safe with men, but she feels like she can't directly and overtly set the boundary of, I don't want to have sex with a man if I don't want to have sex with him. So, because she doesn't feel like she can assert that boundary directly, she does it covertly. Her belief is that she can't stay safe around men unless she's physically unattractive to them. So she subconsciously decides to enforce that boundary in a covert way. She lets her looks go completely. She does not exercise. She gains tons of weight. She won't wear makeup. She wears baggy black clothes. She does nothing with her hair. She eats junk food and she uses being ugly as her way to covertly assert the boundary she has with men. And the reality is it's been quite successful in her adult life. Men have absolutely no interest in her whatsoever. However, this comes at the expense of her own self-esteem and at the expense of people taking her seriously because personal presentation affects everyone, not just men. It also includes potential employers. Occasionally, Elaine commits to getting healthy and exercising and putting effort into the way she looks, but she can never seem to follow through for more than a day or two. The reason that she can't follow through is that in doing so, she's actually directly opposing her boundary. So going ahead and exercising and taking care of the way she looks feels like self-betrayal to her. But her life would look drastically different if she could directly, overtly assert that need as opposed to using this manipulative strategy to covertly assert that boundary. When somebody is in this pattern, maybe it's you, it will seem like no matter how hard they try to change something, it never changes. Or no matter how hard they try to do something or make something happen, it's not gonna happen. When people are in this pattern, it often makes them feel like they have some limitation or defect. Like some people will honestly think they're losing their mind because it's almost like no matter how much shadow work you do or how many seminars you attend or how many books you read on this or how many therapists you see, this never changes. And other people around that person will also start pulling their own hair out because they're desperate for there to be a change that takes place or for them to do something or not do something. And yet, no matter what you do to try to make it happen, doesn't change anything. So essentially, it's a pattern of unworkability. For example, using our previous example, Thea will be unable to change her meek demeanor and the fact that she keeps making mistakes and her passive behavior no matter how hard she tries to change it. No matter how much shadow work she does or how many seminars she attends or techniques she tries, she will be unable to behave like a strong leader. The reason that you will notice this unworkability pattern where you can't change anything, you can't make it happen, is specifically because that behavior is serving the person. It is serving them because it is a way of enforcing a personal truth. One of the primary ways that it is serving a person is that it is manipulating other people around them to align with their boundary without having to consciously agree to that boundary. Because after all, when you're ashamed of a specific truth, you don't think anybody's gonna align with it. So your only hope of getting them to is to manipulatively force them to. If something doesn't change, 
And you can't make something happen no matter how hard you try. What that means is that you are up against resistance. And when it comes to this covert boundary pattern, you're up against two specific layers of resistance. I'm gonna spell them out for you. One, your resistance to making the change slash doing the certain thing or being a certain way because it opposes your personal truth, i.e. boundaries. Two, your resistance to seeing the truth about yourself slash being honest with yourself and others about that truth you don't want to see. Because this is the case, you must deal directly with and resolve your resistance first. Because this covert boundary pattern involves so much resistance, including resistance that you are going to identify as an internal self-saboteur. I would love for you to watch three of my videos. The first titled, Urgent, deal with your resistance before you do anything else. The second titled, Resistance is not always a bad thing. And the third titled, There is no such thing as self-sabotage. There are also some questions that you would majorly benefit by asking yourself. What does my behavior, intentional or not, force other people to do or to not do? And what does that mean about what I truly want? Have I been trying to hide something from myself? Is there something I feel ashamed to admit to? If I could do or be anything at all right now with a snap of my fingers and people would not only be happy about it, but also consider me good for it, what would it be? If I could trade places with anyone else's life with the snap of my fingers and people would not only be happy about it, but would also consider me good for it, whose life would I want? What might be so bad about seeing what I don't want to see about myself? What do people who have been experiencing my behavior keep reflecting to me regarding what it seems to them like I want? If I didn't want to see something about myself and about why I am doing what I am doing, what would it be? As an alternative practice, after you have worked with the part or parts of yourself that are resistant to seeing the truth about yourself, you can work directly with the part of you that is using whatever specific behavior that you are exhibiting as a way of covertly asserting a boundary. To learn how to do this, you can watch my video titled Parts Work, What is Parts Work, and How to Do It. Alternatively, you can go to completionprocess.com and find a practitioner who specializes in parts work to help you with that. There is no way to enforce a boundary or live out a personal truth in a covert way without causing yourself extreme levels of pain. There is also no way to enforce a boundary or to live out a personal truth in a covert way without causing other people extreme levels of pain and ending up in constant conflict. The life that you really want to live and the way that you really want to feel in that life will only come to exist when you are brave enough to see the truth about yourself that you are trying to assert in covert ways. It will only come to be when you are brave enough to begin to assert that truth and therefore boundary in an overt and direct way. Have a good week. If you liked this video, be sure to hit the like button, subscribe to my channel, and consider sharing this video with your friends. 
You can also click on the bell icon to be notified of the next time that I post a video. I want to thank you personally for the bravery that you have to step into awareness. I'll see you in the next video.